You're listening to the General Geekery Podcast. Welcome to episode 27 of General Geekery. I am Brian, and with me is JD, as always. I'm here. And uh, we've had a guest from one from the past, one of our old, uh, used to kind of co-host, fill in for JD, and actually filled in for me, too, um, from the very first iteration of this, and uh, welcome back, Dion. Glad to be back. Thanks for inviting me. Not at all. It's good to good to have you back on the show. It's been a long time. Yeah, I've got about what two thousand nine, I think. Yeah, I think so. Man, jeez, it's <laughs> man. Yeah, holy crap. No, it had to be lighter than that. Yeah, it's no two thousand eleven probably. Yeah, because I was already working for. Nah, you, you're probably right. Probably like I was working overseas already. We were living here in the spring, so that had to be 2012. <clears throat> I don't know, 2012. The latest, maybe. Ow. Um. Unfortunately, it will be probably the last episode for a while since I accepted a position overseas again. Uh, I'm only going to be gone a month my first rotation, but after that, It'll be two months at a time that I'm gone. Well, it's a lot better than before. <laughs> yeah, it's we not... It's going to be a little more frequently. Yeah, it's not Afghanistan where I'll be gone, you know, a year at a time. So, I don't know if we're talking about TV shows or not, but I'm a little behind on my superhero shows this this uh, last couple of weeks. What uh, Marvel shows have you been watching? Uh, well, I just well, actually, I did finish uh, Iron Fist. What do you think of that? I watched uh, you know, it. It had it had a few problems. Like the thing is, I, I think I did hear a lot of people saying they they had their issues with it. Yeah, but and and I think my bigger issues were not with the character, but I think it's just they're getting ready to really develop in the second season. Yeah, and I think the they're 
trying to lead up into the defenders more than develop Iron Fist itself. But didn't yeah, feel can... like that. Didn't feel like that at all. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, because since the last podcast uh, where we discussed it, and I hadn't watched it yet, I did watch it, and I have no complaints. It's not... I don't know, maybe it's because I had no expectations. Yeah. But I I liked it all the way through. I thought it worked for me, and oddly enough, it... Because the show didn't have a lot of pacing problems, it really didn't have that problem where there was inevitably two episodes that I thought were just dead boring towards the middle. No, it just... I don't know. I thought it was pretty consistently good. I mean... I guess I can kind of understand a few of the issues people had, but I don't share them. Um, I can't. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's just because um, it didn't. It wasn't. They weren't trying anything particularly ambitious. Then yeah. it kind of worked for me, but I, don't know, I was like a corporate. It was like corporate uh, espionage with uh, martial arts thrown in. I don't know. It kind of worked for me. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have any complaints. Um, That's good. I thought it was pretty well done. I mean, yeah, the guy that plays Danny, he's, he's kind of cardboard, but I don't, having never, read a comic book that was just Iron Fist before, maybe Danny Randy is supposed to be kind of bland. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know him from the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon on Disney where he sort of, um, well, that's cool, man, um, kind of, uh, kind of, but, uh, I don't know, kind of Bill and Ted-ish. Uh, so this wasn't that, so that's probably a good thing. Um, but um, I don't know. I didn't have any problems with him or any of the the other characters. I I was surprised when the villain showed up and it was Faramir from uh, from uh, Lord of the Rings Two Towers. I'm like, oh wow, that guy. Uh, I don't. Think it I've took ever me seen a while him. to realize what, who he, where I knew him from. Uh, yeah, it yeah, took me a full episode. It took me an episode. That. Like, I was watching it and watching it. And I'm like, why does this guy look familiar? And my first thought was, um, uh, my first thought was one of those, you know, those character actors that show up that you don't know their name, but you know you've seen them in 50 other things. But <laughs> there was one particular thing that that he said and he had a particular facial expression uh, where I uh, where um, where basically uh, what was his name Harold Meacham uh, yeah. he basically said he kind of it kind of seemed like he was feeling sorry for himself and I'm like Faramir that's him who also felt sorry for himself a lot. Um, I know he was the shit upon brother, but still, um, yeah, it was interesting to see him in there. Um, but, uh, the two, the two, his, uh, his kids, they were, 
uh, they were sometimes bastards and sometimes good people. And, you know, if your dad was that fucked up, I guess you'd have moments of being assholes too. Um, but, um, I, and I didn't think the choreography was bad. I heard all kinds of complaints that it looked like whoever put the fights together didn't know what they were doing, but I don't know. It seemed it worked for me. I mean, uh, I saw some comparisons to the fights in Daredevil, but they're not meant to be the fights in Daredevil. No. These are like, you know, these are kung fu fights. These are martial arts movies fights. They're with with the Daredevil fights. It's all brute force and blunt trauma. I mean, it's hard hitting and and it's you know it's violent and it's painful and that's just because that's what Daredevil does. I mean, he's a tank. He just you know, he just keeps hitting until he's got no strength to hit left. Um, yeah, this isn't supposed to be that. Um, and Colleen Wing, she was badass. Um, it took me a few minutes to realize who she was. And then I realized that she played one of the X-Wing pilots in Force Awakens. Ah. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at her, I'm like, I've seen her in other stuff. But, you know, nothing major, but I'm like, and then... Uh, um, and so I, uh, so I did a, I, I checked the, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki and I saw the name. I'm like, without, I didn't actually, like I saw the actress's name. I'm like, oh, I recognized it from the force awakens. And then I went and looked up the character. I'm like, oh, that was her. Okay. Um, gotcha. so yeah, I don't know. The characters all worked for me. I mean, I did kind of, um, I did kind of wish um, when <clears throat> when they showed uh, uh, Carrie Ann Moss when they showed her. Um, um, wait, did they? Oh, they never showed her in the law office, did they? Mm, I don't think so. No, no, now that I think about it, because I was going to say, why didn't we see Foggy, since at the end of Daredevil Season 2, he started work for, working for her, but now I just realized I filled in the plot hole, because that's right, she showed up at Rand Corporation, yeah. and then she talked to him on the street, Yeah, and then she, yeah, and then, uh, that's right, the last time she showed up, she was back at Rand Corporation, mm -hmm. so... I guess there would have been no reason for Foggy to show up. Um, uh, I mean, I did kind of appreciate that they continued the continuity from uh, Luke Cage, where he was writing uh, the letter from prison to Claire. Um, um, I wasn't sure because this, because I know Iron Fist took a little while to come together, and when they put it into production, um, uh, Luke Cage was, uh, I think it had just been released, but I wasn't sure what the window was in between um, the shooting of Luke Cage and the the pre-production on Iron Fist. I wasn't sure if there'd be that much of a crossover, so I was pleasantly surprised that there was. Um, and, you know, I also read uh, somebody bitching about how uh, the Iron Fist, like the like the you know, the the light up hand action, didn't have enough of a presence. But 
I didn't feel that at all. I thought yeah, all I the way through it. he used it when he needed to without, you know, going over the top. Yeah, I mean, I it's not, that. you know, it's not the, it's not the Hyde Oaken from Street Fighter, for God's sake. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought Iron Fist worked on just about every level. I mean. Like I said, I'm, I, I'm just sick of Claire Templeton. I just, I don't uh, know, I'm just sick of that character. Uh, she, she doesn't bother me. See, I like Rosario Dawson. I'm just amused that every time Claire Temple shows up, she's a completely different character than the last time she shows up. I don't know if it's just because it's the individual team of writers that works on each show that she appears on, but she's just never the same character twice. Um, she keeps running into crazy-powered people. So Yeah, and that's the thing. is I can't decide if it's because it's the writing or if it's just because uh, if she kept writing into the... Yeah, because she even mentioned numerous times that, God, I really just can't get away from you people, can I? Um, <laughs> that's going to change your personality after a while, too, because... It's like nor- life goes from normal to, ah, God, after a while it's like, it's getting weird, and it's like, ah, I'm used to the weird now. Yeah, that's that's true, because uh, um, even when, like, when they went back to Metro General Hospital, um, you know, I liked the follow-on from Daredevil Season 2, where uh, they all knew her, and, uh, you know, at the hospital, but their collective attitude was, what the hell are you doing back here? This is not a good idea, <laughs> because... Yeah. <clears throat> Claire, tr- trouble follows you, and up, oh, sure enough, trouble followed her. So, um, and it was really cool to see Madame Gao show back up because she, I liked her introduction in Daredevil season one. Um, you know, for for the little bit that she was there, and then she sort of disappeared into the background, and then disappeared altogether. Um, <clears throat> it was it was cool to see her show up again. And it was really cool to hear, because um, whenever they reference the other shows, it, it tends to be kind of a kind of a vague, offhanded reference. But in this case, Madame Gal flat out said, "The Devil of Hell's Kitchen, um, uh, the, the Drunken Private Eye, and uh, and the Man with the Unbreakable Skin." So I'm like, "Oh wow, okay, so." She's actually calling out all the other characters. So, yeah, yeah that was that was cool. Um, See, and there was I a had... very subtle reference to uh, Jessica Jones in the uh, uh, one scene where she's like, "Oh, I said they hired that PI that, yes. that did a good job, except for when she oh, was drunk." Oh, yeah, that's right. Joy Meacham, right at the beginning, said that she, yeah, she's really good when she's sober, basically. <laughs> yes. Um, um, yeah, it was. I don't. I didn't have any problems with Iron Fist at all. I thought it was pretty consistently good. I mean, they were vague on uh, the Kunlun stuff. You know, they sort of referenced it. They sort of they they showed you know they showed flashbacks to his time there, but they didn't do anything goofy like attempt to actually show the kingdom of Kunlun because that probably would have come off as kind of hokey. Um, so. I think they handled that about as well as they could. I think and then at the end there, I was kind of looking forward to seeing it. And then, oh, it disappeared. Well, <laughs> they dodged that bullet. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, because I kept picturing that it was sort of like a, 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 
a Buddhist version of Rivendell from the Lord of the Rings, but with kind of gold buildings. Um, and so I didn't know what to expect. And then, oh, there's the gateway. And, oh, there's the mountain. It's gone. I was kind of like, expecting right, so, the, the ninja uh, training temple from um, Batman Begins. Oh, <laughs> that would have been interesting to see something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I thought Iron Fist was pretty damn well done. Um, they're waiting for the see how the ratings come out, and then they're gonna to get a bigger budget. They're gonna throw it in next season. Um, oh, probably. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny because Brian, you said this seemed to be built on building to the Avenger to to the Defenders, but fuck, especially with the way it ended, I can't imagine how this is actually gonna. Like, I mean, obviously, because Kunlun's um, vanished into thin air, obviously Danny and Colleen are going to end up going back to New York, but, I mean, they're going to have to reference the fact they just got back from Kunlun and, and his uh, his adopted home is gone. Um, I, think they'll, I think they'll gloss over that and save it for season two, but I think I'm curious to see if we're going to, if Madame Gao is going to be the big bad in um, Defenders, because she's well, she's way more than what we thought she was from Daredevil. Oh, that's for sure. She she, she didn't. I mean, she uh, obviously knows the previous several previous Iron Fists. Um. Yeah. She she definitely made reference to at least two different ones that she had met. Um. Now I was surprised. Here's the one thing that I'm glad they didn't do on this show. I know they did kill off Harold Meacham at the very end, but they didn't kill off Madame Gao like I was afraid they might. They didn't kill off either of the kids, which is good, because I thought for sure one of them was going to be a sacrificial lamb. Um, and they, uh, and then they sort of they saved... Uh, uh, well, that's right. I guess the guy from the hand died, but um, they saved him till the end. Like, they didn't do anything goofy like kill anybody off. Because uh, even in Daredevil Season 1, they killed a few of the minor villains that were working with Kingpin. But, you know, it was all, like, more towards the, you know, like, still, I think one of them died, like, three episodes from the end. And then, you know, on Luke Cage, they went and... Never mind. So Brian hasn't seen it. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, I haven't um, seen Luke Cage yet. But, you haven't seen Luke Cage? No, I haven't uh, seen it yet. yet. No. Um, oh, that's good. Uh, oh, yeah, Luke Cage was great. I mean, honestly, um, the one complaint I pretty consistently had is that a lot of these shows, 11 episodes, seemed like it would have been better than 13. And, you know... Um, I'm going to say with Iron Fist, 11 and a half probably would have been okay. But you know what? I don't, I think overall it's clear that all of these shows, the people making the shows have a very concrete vision of what they're trying to accomplish. And they seem to hold to that all the way through. It isn't like so many TV shows where you'll see the beginning of the season and then towards the end, you're like, wow, this feels like a different show. Yes, I'm right. looking at you, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Every half yeah. every half season, it became a completely different show. Yeah, that's um, what I was kind of disappointed with. The I started watching the, well, I, I don't even know, the most recent 
I started watching the one with the, the Ghost Rider in it because I'm a huge Ghost Rider fan. And then Every to find season. out that the Ghost Rider only was going to be the first half of the season was very disappointing. Every season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <clears throat> handles it the same way. It starts out one way, and then even if there's, like, there's always a consistent through line from the beginning to the end of the season, um, and it usually centers around Sky. It's sort of, right, or, you know, certain characters they'll follow through, but the actual threats or, or the, um, or, or the, um, uh, what they're up against always changes. Like, uh, halfway through the season, they do like the winter finale thing, and then it comes back, and the show has evolved into something different. And it's done that every season. It's almost like, um, instead of doing 22 episode seasons, if they decided to do uh, 11 episode seasons, you know, so, uh, like, because honestly, they don't label them, you know, Season two, season three, season four, parts A and B. No, but they easily could. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. The, the show, the show always evolves in the middle of the season. Then they do something else, and none of these Netflix shows have done that, and that's no. good because, um, that's the other thing with Agents of Shield. Every time, I mean, I haven't watched it since it came back from the from the from the mid the the mid season thing i just figure eh netflix will get in in june i'll watch it then um but the other thing is i stopped reading news about agents of shield altogether finally before last before the season started because every time they announce a guest star i know damn well that that guest star is not going to be around for more than a few episodes yeah. before they're going to dispatch him somehow um yeah, I always, I've noticed I, that. I, I always made, I, I always felt like with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it was like the show had ADD, and they'd have so much going on that they wouldn't know what to do with everybody. So, eh, somebody's got to die. Um, you get these, you know, you get these, these actors that you know from everything else, and you think, oh, they'll have a pretty substantial role, and then, oh, hey, they're gone. Um, yeah, it's, that's... I was, if anything, I was disappointed to see that's where they stuck Ghost Rider was on Agents of Shield. I would have liked to have seen it as a Netflix series, and then oh yeah, it would have been so much better. And then you know get the get the Punisher and Ghost Rider to team up because they did that a lot in the comic books, or post or Ghost Rider and Punisher and Daredevil, and have you know Marvel Knights. Well, you know, here's the. Um, I know because the other producers say, "Oh, Ghost Rider will show up again." Where and when? And how long are we going to have to wait? And is it going to be the same Ghost Rider? Or are they going to pull something else where they decide to change the the direction of the character altogether? Cause because I mean, they I, you know when the the guy on Agents of Shield became the Ghost Rider, it was another Ghost Rider that turned him into. A, I mean, they, it didn't right. show it, but it made it look like another. You know, like. Like it maybe it was Danny Ketch or it could have been Johnny Blaze. Who knows? Yeah, it, well, it looked like they, another they Ghost Rider. Save Mephisto. Him. They just they made reference to him. Yeah, uh, and I kept hoping that he would show up, but instead, in his place, they had that 
Whatever the hell that dark, that that dark parallel dark thing. Yeah, yeah, the dark hole. What the hell? Um, I still can't make heads or tails of that. Uh, and I know after the season came back, um, uh, or, you know, or I know after Christmas they started with the with the uh, um. God damn it, the, the androids. Some of the life model. Life model yeah. Decoy, yeah. Yeah, I know they brought that in. I didn't watch any of it. I'll watch it at some point. Um, yeah, I would, I and then they've had too. some sort of weird pal- parallel universe thing going on uh, since it came back on the air last month, but I didn't watch it. Uh, well, um, no, I yeah, I'm, back. I'm a little behind on that part. Well, yeah, I, I, I did watch. I did watch one episode in like February and at the end of it, I, you know what? Don't even ask me what the episode was about. Cause I don't fucking remember. All I remember is at the very end, uh, there was a scene where they showed the bedroom and on the, on the dresser of the bedroom, they had like a photograph of Grant Ward. And I looked at, and I looked up at this guy and I said, Oh God, him again. Oh God! Are they really gonna find an excuse to bring that guy back again? I didn't. Um, I thought that they were done with him for good. So did I. And then I saw the photograph. I'm like, Oh Lord, they're gonna do something. They just can't leave that guy alone. It, it's it. Re- it reminds me of one of those TV shows where where they just uh, where they where they bring the same villain back uh, every once in a while, just because in their minds. He's a fan favorite, but half the time it's because, well, boy, somebody working on the show really likes this character, so they just keep feeding him to us. Because I remember last season when when he went to the when he went to that what the hell that blue planet or whatever the hell that was didn't see it that uh, um, well yeah because what's her name Simmons she had gotten sucked it threw a black hole into this other planet and then wow at one point. Colson and Fitz and everyone, they end up on this planet and Ward goes with them uh, and he got killed but he didn't actually die because he got taken over by this other entity. I'm like, oh god, we just can't get rid of this guy. <laughs> um, and then at the end of the at the end of the season they did. We got rid of the guy and then he was gone. And You know, the part of the season I watched, I'm like, hey, this show's okay without that guy. And then, hey, there's a photograph of him. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, Surprise, motherfucker! Yeah, basically, it's like, you know, I'm just taking that as a sign that, yeah, I don't think I need to go back to watching that show uh, anytime soon. Look, I know when the show And that's was a big thing when, coming from J.D. I mean, he's like... Oh, yeah, because that's Agent, the thing, is, he, is Agents he, of he, S.H.I.E.L.D., he, when he, it was he, announced, it was the greatest idea for a television show ever. But yeah. the show has never lived up to its potential. And I'm not saying that I think because the first I think, season it did. What? I think the first season it did, but I think... No, went, the first season it did. I'm just saying... I think it went you know, off the rails when they started getting into the Inhuman stuff. Yeah, and... Well, see, but that's what I mean. It's never lived up to the potential that it had once... Because when Grant Ward turned uh, right after the Captain America movie, that was excellent. And I thought for sure... We were going to see um, the international spy intrigue that was 
there in the first season, but we didn't see it all the time. And then, yeah, the second season came around and, yeah, they started teasing the Inhumans thing and the show just never... It's like they had the spy thing, but it was always in amongst the other 17 plots that they had going on. Right. And it never... Uh, it just did. It never was the Shield show that I had hoped it would be. But at the same time, I still found reasons to enjoy it. But yeah, I sort of uh, the Inhumans thing didn't really do much for me. Um, but I gotta say, I mean, I watched all of the third season. I couldn't actually tell you what most of it was about anymore because it was just that memorable. Yeah, um, I don't think I but, saw any of the third season. Um, but yeah, it's not, <clears throat> yeah, it's just not the, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It just never was the show that I hoped it would be, but at the same time, Hey, we got some good characters out of it. I mean, I'll give it that the acting's never been a problem on that show. No, um, I'd agree so. with that. Yeah. The, I was a little disappointed in what, how they utilized Deathlock. I would have liked to have seen that more. I just don't like the fact that he just disappeared and didn't actually come back after a while. Like, that was it. Like, he didn't show up again. Um, yeah. That was is weird. definitely one of my but, favorite characters. But, but I'll give them this. Hey, th- at least they didn't kill him off, unlike so many other characters on that show. <laughs> How are you going to get a big actor like Powers Booth to come in and play a villain and be a complete you know, be a complete, mm, like, detestable human being. And I'm like, this is the makings of a truly great villain killed practically off screen all of a sudden after, like, five episodes. I'm like, that's when I dropped my head and finally said, yep, they really just won't keep a character around that they don't absolutely need to keep around. Um, So... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Deathlock is def- definitely something. I mean, there. It's not so much. I mean, you look at the span of comic books that he's in. It's not so much a character as so much as uh, an idea or a project. So, it, well, yeah, and that's why I thought the Mike Peterson Deathlock that they set up for that show. I think he worked beautifully. Yeah. And so I, I would I like to have seen that, that developed. Had... It's like, hey, what is this Deathlock thing? We need to do that because Shield. A couple of the series of comic books, Deathlock is a S.H.I.E.L.D. creation. Well, and that's why I thought it worked really well. It, they just... It was underutilized. keep him around long enough or give him enough to do once he was Deathlock. But like I said, at least he's still alive out there somewhere. So. Didn't he show up like once last season? Like he, for one part of one yeah. episode? Yeah. Did yeah, he? it was he was sort of there, but then he was gone again, and yeah. it wasn't really. Um, like I said, there was no real explanation for where he went, but at the same time, at least you know. In the at least it, in the so, Ella, was he in the life model decoy part of the season? No, I think he was. No, I and, before that, yeah, and in I the Ghostwriter part three. Of it? Oh, it's season yeah, no, three. I was going to say, I think it was in season three, I think okay. he showed up. All right, um, yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, it wasn't that long. It was, it was very 
Yeah, it was it was a it was a glorified cameo for an episode or two. Um, I mean, yeah, because it wasn't this past season with Ghost Rider and the Darkhold and the the LMDs and all that shit. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't this season. Um, okay, because I was gonna say I completely missed him in in the Ghost Rider if he was in that. And yeah, no. I watched that pretty pretty like religiously because I liked that. Those those were good episodes. Well, and it sucks they got rid of Ghost Rider simply because they could not afford the special effects anymore. I'm like, well, that is, why would you, you guys had to have known when you started Ghost Rider that it was going to break the bank. You didn't yeah. plan for that. Come on. Um, but. Yeah, that's, I don't know, that while is I was still silly. watching the show, at least Agent May was consistently a badass all the time. She's going to be at one of the conventions here this year, I think, in Colorado. Oh. Um, did, uh, oh yeah, are you going to be back from the USSR for that convention in uh, Denver that you guys were going to go to? No. Oh, and I'm going to miss the no. one in the Springs, too. Oh. So, the one in Denver, I think, is pretty much a wash, but the one here in the Springs... There's more people going to that, or more people at that that I would want stuff from. So I think Emily's going to go to that and at least get autographed um, my Mike Zek Punisher comic books and uh, Billy D. Williams to autograph a figure for me. Well, um, there's a convention going to be here uh, at the end of May um, where uh, Billy D. Williams is going to be uh, a guest and. Um, I've long since said that he's the one Star Wars actor that I really felt like I needed to meet, but really I didn't figure I ever would because I don't generally go to the conventions. Right. And the conventions I do go to, they're local, and usually they don't have big-name big celebrities that, you know, like they get somebody from a TV show or something that I that doesn't really concern me. Well, this time, well, Billy D. Williams is going to be here, so I am going to see if I can make it a point to go to that, but it'll basically be me going for that to see if I can meet him, talk to him, get his autograph or something. Um, just to, just because he's Lando. So I want to meet him. Um, but that won't be going to the convention for the sake of going to the convention. It'll be, uh, trying to meet Billy D Williams. So it won't be a thing where, um, I bring the kids simply because I have a feeling it'll probably be a long line right. to, to, you know, to see him. So that's pretty much what I'll be going for. Um, cause I won't mind waiting in the line for a couple of hours, but that, no, that's no fun for the kids. Um, no, I can imagine but, not. And you know, cause I think he's only going to be there for two of the three or four days the conventions going on. So, um, He's yeah, doing I'll a just... lot of touring then this year because I saw that he's going to be at the uh, Cheyenne Comic Con, Cheyenne, Wyoming, um, which is relatively. I don't actually. I don't know the dates, but I think it's relatively close to the to the ones here in Colorado. Well, yeah, because I want to say I think the the convention that he's going to be at here in Buffalo, it's just a few weekends from now. So. And then, yeah, on Facebook, I saw that he's going to be appearing somewhere else, like the weekend after. So. That guy's got a busy schedule. Yeah, he's he's, um, he's touring this 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 year for sure. He's hitting all the all the conventions that'll have him. It sounds like. Well, yeah, because they 
um, whatever, wherever this place was that was advertising him that I saw on Facebook, um, I don't know where it was. I didn't check, but he's going to be there along with his son, Corey D. Williams. Um, so I went back and I looked at the, at the Buffalo convention, uh, just to see if, uh, Corey was going to be there too, but no, it's not. It's just Billy D. So, um, but yeah, he's the, he's the one Star Wars actor that I feel like I need to meet, except Mark Hamill. But the fact is Mark Hamill does not do a lot of conventions and the ones that he does do, I'm not getting to because they're probably in LA New York or, uh, you know, you know, they're, they're really big cities. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to try and go just to meet, uh, just to meet Billy D. I'm really impressed with the, the people that they're getting here in this Colorado Springs. is not a very big town and they're getting, I won't say a listers, but they're getting a lot, a lot of people that I know. I mean, there, there's, I think there's more people coming to the, Colorado Springs convention that I like know who these people are, who these actors are, then are going to the Denver Comic Con. I think Denver Comic Con, they it's it's I think last time I heard it was like the third biggest convention in the country. So they really have to shotgun it as to wow. as to who they invite. You know, I mean it's gotta be a couple of artists and a couple of people from this and a couple of people they I mean they've gotta try and get somebody from every genre. Instead of um, saying we're going to get all of the Star Trek guys, or we're going to get all of the Star Wars people, or we're going to get, you know, specifically these people, or specifically that group of people, you know, comic book artists, they they have to shotgun it. Um, well, here's the funny thing: is this convention? Uh, I honestly could not tell you any other guests that are going to be there because it's kind of on Facebook. I saw the announcement that he'd be in Buffalo for it, and that was pretty much it. I wasn't reading it much before, and I'm, I haven't I really. Uh, there could be, honestly, um, there could be thirteen A-list actors that are also going to the convention, and I wouldn't know the difference. I don't. I I don't. Uh, I don't know who else is going to be there. And you know, usually when I read this convention stuff, you know, and they have comic book people that are going to be there. Honestly, nine times out of ten, if I know their work, uh, I don't know it by their name necessarily. Um, um, You know, like sometimes they'll see like an artist listed. I'm like, I swear to God, I actually know who that is, but I don't know off the top of my head what they what they would have drawn. But um, a lot of times if I do go and investigate, you know, I find out there are these small you know, these artists from these smaller comic book companies that did books I've never heard of. And honestly, I just, I don't, if I'm going to these conventions, that's really just not to meet the creators. So I always um, sit down before I go to the convention, I always sit down and look at the artists that are going to be there. And then, um, Marvel has a, a really good, um, part of their website where you can see what the artists have worked on by their name. You can search them by their name. So I always go and search and see what stuff they've done. And if they've done Iron Man or Punisher stuff, then I go and pull those books and get them autographed. And Well, yeah, I was going to say, see, you've got, see, you've got a specific angle that you're yeah. always looking for. Whereas me, 
uh, if I was to go meet these artists and if I wanted, if I knew their work and I needed, I'd have to probably buy something at the convention for them to sign. Right. Um, and, and the one time uh, I didn't do that and, you know, I ran across the guy that had created Deathlock. And, oh, jeez. Yeah, and I have his <laughs> first appearance and I had it autographed um, by Jose Perez because he did a couple, his first work at Marvel was in that first issue first appearance of, of Deathlock. So um, Jose Perez autographs that for me. And I would have loved to have had the Deathlock creator autograph that book as well and had both of their autographs on one book just because that would have been awesome. But um, I didn't sit down and take the time to see who was going to be there that year. And, you know, it bit me in the ass. So I, I did the, because I did it the first year I went and I did it um, last year too just to make sure I didn't miss anybody. And, you know, it, it paid off last year because I found some guy that had um, done um, some Iron Man work, and he was working on an Iron Man piece. He, was, he, he did colors. That's all he does. He does colors. And he, oh, was, okay. he was doing a – he was coloring an Iron Man piece. And I said, I'm a huge Iron Man fan. And he's like, you know – Come back in a couple hours, and I'll, I'll save this piece I'm working on. You can have it. Wow, nice. <laughs> yeah, so he, you know, he put my name on, autographed it to me right then, and and saved it. And I came back in a couple hours, and yeah, it, it's it, it's beautiful. I mean, you know, it's art from the convention that he did there, and and then uh, again, Jose Perez. I took um, some. He did some a couple like three Iron Man books, and I took them the first year that I went to Denver Comic Con and I went to have him autograph him and he looked at me and he's like, I didn't know that anybody knew that I had worked on Iron Man. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I knew. So, you know, he was just really ecstatic that I knew that he worked on Iron Man. So he signed all the stuff. I mean, he came out from behind the table to shake my hand and take a picture with me. And he was, he was a oh, nice. great guy. I mean, just, you know, it, it it pays off to to look at see who's who these artists are at these conventions because some of these people they are just they're they're starving for attention and you know when you find out that they've worked on something that you've enjoyed they love to hear that. Well, here's the thing, you know, back in September when when uh, me and my kids uh, went to that convention that we met up with Chad. Um, Mike Zach was there. Oh. Now, off the top of my head, I did not realize who he was. Um, like, the name did not... Like, it, it It was one of those things where it sort of... It vaguely rang a bell in, in terms of, well, I probably read something that he did, but it wasn't until <clears throat> I walked by his table and, you know, a lot of the times they'll have prints of... Uh, you know, the, the, like, books that they've done the covers of or whatever. Right. Well, they had a they had a print of a G.I. Joe cover, and it was the one where uh, Snake Eyes and Scarlet are walking through that minefield in, uh, in uh, Barovia. Oh, that's um, right. I forgot he's done, he did a G.I. Joe cover. I forgot about that. Yeah, like, I looked at that. I'm like, oh, oh, well, I've definitely read that. Um, but, so, I... Um, so I went to a couple of the comic book booths that they had just to see if I could get, 
you know, either that or um, because I don't I don't think that was the only G.I. Joe work he did. I think he did do. So I went, you know, maybe I can find a couple, you know, uh, I think he did at least one book. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I think he, I think he did the interior art for, you know, an issue or two. Um, but honestly, when I, when I went to the, the, the comic book dealer tables, a lot of times either they had GI Joe books, but they weren't really a big presence or they didn't have the issues that he had worked on. Um, um, or, Honestly, half the time, like they would have GI Joe in the boxes, but it would be like, of of the 155 issues in the original run, they'd have like 20 right. uh, different books. I'm like, wow, okay. Um, and that was one of those cases where I wish I'd been a little more prepared, but right. because I don't generally look look into the creators. So, like I said, nine times out of ten, there's somebody obscure off some book that I've never, you know. Red. Um, and for anybody that doesn't they, know who Mike Zeck is, you will know his work from the Punisher limited series. So Punisher first appeared in Spider-Man Amazing One Twenty, Amazing Spider-Man One Twenty Nine. Had a few random appearances here and there. Became popular enough to get his own limited series. It was. You look at the first couple books, and it says on the top number one in a four-issue limited series, and it's actually a five-issue series. And he did the covers and the interior artwork for the first four books. And it's it's like quintessential Punisher artwork. I mean, you know, a couple of the covers, you know, every once in a while you see uh, covers on comic books and you know that it's like an homage to a previous cover to a, a, a popular comic book. And there's a couple Punisher covers. A, a couple of those issues, you know, where he's holding the, uh, a gun and he's standing in front of a target that he shot and the target is actually bleeding. And that's that's when that you see him do an homage to not infrequently. Um, but it's he's a, a huge – he was the first Punisher artist that in, in Punisher's own first series. So, I mean, he's – you know, for any Punisher fan, that's – those were those books were holy grails back in the in the eighties and nineties. They were very very hard to find and very very expensive. So that's I mean those are definitely ones that I I want to get autographed just because I mean it's I mean Mike Zeck Punisher is is like you know I don't I don't have an, an analogy to that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm looking up. Uh, I'm looking up. Um, um, I got the. I, I I do have a list of the the Mike Zek, uh issues that he he did the covers of, <clears throat> and a couple of them. Uh, there's one with. Uh, there's a cover with Footloose and Stalker, uh, sort of in the jungle, and they've got the the war paint on their faces yes. and whatever. Um. See, he did that one. He did the one with Snake Eyes and Scarlet, and then he did the one from uh, the cover from Special Missions issue number one with Wetsuit and oh, Torpedo hanging that. off oh, the Russian ship. Oh, I didn't know that was a Mike Zek issue. 
Yep, and then he did uh, G.I. Joe yearbook number three with snake eyes attached, uh, you know, strapped to the brainwave scanner with uh, Scarlet and Storm Shadow in front of him, uh, you know, shooting off, uh, you know, all kinds of ammunition. Um, And then, uh, let's see, he also did... um, Let's see. He also did. God, these are so. Uh, let's see. There was the issue uh, with Wild Weasel chasing uh, Ace and Lady J in the Sky Striker. Oh, that was one of my favorite issues. Of um, Joe. Let's I see. There's. Remember that one. Uh, issue fifty-two. Quick Kick and Storm Shadow are on the cover. Um, yes. Yep. Issue yeah, number forty. It's nothing but Roadblock shooting the Madus. And looking like the most pissed off guy in the battlefield. Yeah. Um, I forgot he had done oh, so much G.I. Joe stuff. That one. Issue 61. The mission to Barovia. Where Snowjob, Quick Kick, and Stalker end up in the Gulag. And ah, yes. uh, they're prisoners. And then Outback has to... Oh, fuck. He did the interior art for that one, too. Yeah. Holy shit. Boy, Did somebody done. comment on that comic in particular last couple of days on one of the uh, uh, customizing? Yeah, groups? it was. Yeah, uh, uh, in yeah, it was. It was what in in memorial of the mission to, but it was a typo and it said Bolivia. Yeah, um, and everybody's comment was, "Don't you mean Barovia?" And it kind of became kind of a joke because, like, <laughs> I understood what he was trying to do with it, but. That major typo kind of messed that up. Um, yeah, because wasn't it like a figure diorama and whatever, and it sort of looked like they were in the, the, the prison camp? Um, I, I think so. But, wow, yeah, looking at that now, uh, <clears throat> shit. Well, I was going to say, Brian, you're not going to be there. Otherwise, I was going to say, get me one of these issues and get it autographed, but you're not going to be there. No, so, but Emily's um, going to – I'm, ba- I'm going to beg and plead and – and cry and use my sad boy face to oh, yes. Okay. Uh, okay. I was going to say I'd do that too, but she doesn't like me because Gwen Stacy. So uh-huh. um, <laughs> so she's not going to do that dirty work for me. No. Um, yeah, see, I just went fuck that up again. So Renounce your uh, heresy and eat, she might do it. I didn't know that um, he had done that special missions number one. That's one of my favorite G.I. Joe covers for obvious reasons. Wait, you don't say... I can't imagine why, um, <clears throat> Mister. I should have, Mister. I know you have a cobra tattoo, but you just should have gotten torpedo tattooed instead. Yeah. Um. Um. That's uh. Yeah. Huh. Gee. Never would have guessed that that's one of your favorites. Weird. Yeah. Um. So. Um. <clears throat> yeah. The. Uh, <clears throat> man. Yeah. That's a memorable work. Only yeah, now he's a do I look fantastic back artist. He's definitely one of the top, uh, well, probably top three Punisher of my fi- top three favorite Punisher artists. Is what I'm trying to say. I'd say um, Mike Zek is definitely up there. Jim Lee and uh, Tim Bradstreet, who did the covers for a long time. <clears throat> well, here's the funny thing. Now, after looking at that lineup, now I'm like, boy. I can't believe his name wasn't more memorable to me, and I guarantee I'll never forget it now. Right. Um, shit. And, God, he was right there at the convention, and I had a chance I should talk to him, but I was a dumbass. Well, half the time at that convention, 
I'm walking around trying to keep up with the kids yeah. and Chad, and I'm split my attention in five different, you know, while trying to also look for stuff that might be interesting. But Let's oh see, well, uh, um, some of the interesting people that are going to be at the Colorado Springs Comic Con. So Spencer Wielding, um, he's the guy that did the physical acting for Darth Vader in Rogue One, is going to be there. Meh. Um, yeah, but I mean, for a Colorado, for the tiny town. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. The guy that man, played Max, the puppeteer for Max Rebo is going to be here. I just saw that. I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, the man. guy that, um. that, um, <laughs> that. Where's the excitement? The, uh, the guy the that did the physical acting for uh, Chewbacca. Um, for, oh, he's a stunt double for Peter Mayhew. And he's also going to be in the uh, upcoming Han Solo film. Is going to be here. That's new. That's not the stunt double. That's the new actor for Juntas, whatever the hell his name uh, it is. It says he's a stunt double, too. A body double, oh. sorry. Body oh. double. Oh, 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 wait. Oh, oh shit. Uh, the, guy Buffalo that played, convent, uh, the Buffalo Comic Convention? I just looked it up. Let's see. May 19th through the 21st. I'm like, well, okay. Is there any... Is there, is there going to be anybody there besides Billy D. Williams? Oh, Michelle Nichols and William Shatner are both going to be there. Oh, man. Um, um, Diamond Dallas Page. Um, uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Yeah, what I've seen hell? that. He's, he's at a couple of co- Comic Cons. Why? I, um, I don't know. But yeah, okay. That's. Weird. Uh, okay. Colorado Springs. Uh, the guy that's good, that did uh, the Gamorrean Guard and uh, Reese is going to be here. Okay, really, the meh is getting stronger. Um, uh, Rob Liefeld. Wow. Rob Liefeld is going to be. Shit. Yeah, Rob uh, Liefeld. What about the guy who did the Gontroy? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know what? He might very well be the same guy that did. Max Rebo, because... No, it's not. It's two different guys. Wow. Um, uh, Rob Liefeld, so the creator of Deadpool, is going to be here. Oh, well, shit. Hey, Emily, hi. Can you hi. give me his autograph? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Too late to build up that. goodwill now. Shit. <laughs> um, uh, a couple, um, a bunch of the um, Walking Dead guys are going to be here. Lou Diamond Phillips is going to be here. Um... That guy is still around? Yeah, Judge okay. Reinhold's going to be here. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, um, it's Steve Gutenberg's going to be here. I mean, it's not like A-list guys, but they were like A-list in the 80s, you know? Yeah, Billy it's funny because now, now here I am. Couple I'm Power looking Rangers. at the list of I'm looking at the list of uh, the animators, artists, and authors that are going to be there. I vaguely know the name Bob Layton, but uh, it's not what? really doing much for me. What? Bob Layton? Yeah, it's not really ringing. Up. I mean, it's sort of. He's a huge up, Iron. He, he's a huge Iron. He did Iron Man for a long time. He did oh. Iron Man when I first got into it. I missed Bob Layton at the first Denver Comic Con. Oh, well, well, that probably explains why he's vaguely familiar to me. Yeah, um, no, I mean, uh, yeah, geez, he's great. He's totally on the list of people that I really, 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 really want to meet. Well, I'd be happy to get this autograph for you, but you have to put in a good, good word with me with your wife. Because, 
<laughs> My charm alone's not gonna do that. Boy, ain't that um, the truth? <laughs> Shut up, asshole. Um, uh, Sam Jones, the then, guy that played um, Flash Gordon, is gonna be here. I mean, I watched wow. that movie like a, a hundred times one summer. Wow, I've never seen that and have never had any desire to see that. It's fantastic. Um, it's campy. It's got yeah, a Queen. It's, it's, How can you, you go wrong with the soundtrack from Queen? You just can't. Do I? Do I have to? Really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? It's a soundtrack. Oh, well. Flash. Exactly. <laughs> Jim Shooter's going to be here. Uh, he was uh, the. Editor in chief at Marvel for um, decades. Duh, duh, duh. I'd like to meet him. Um, uh, Tim- Timothy see. Zahn is going to be here. Mm. You can't tell me that you don't want to meet the creator of Thrawn. No, I want to have him on the podcast. I don't necessarily need to meet him. <laughs> um, um, but. Um, Wow, and you're gonna miss that convention. I know. Hey, good job on deciding to go to the go to the USSR now. Shit. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> well, it's funny because let's see. Uh, the guy oh. that played Spike oh. on Buffy Fuck. is gonna be here. Fuck. Michael Golden's gonna be there. Oh, damn. Ugh. Might need his autograph. Um. Can't believe Bob Layton's gonna be at your Comic Con. That sucks ass. Well, I'll meet him and I'll put in a good word for you. I'll be like, "Hey, my buddy's in the <clears throat> my buddy's in the Siberia fighting bears and Russians and shit." So, um, <laughs> he needs your autograph. Um, but oh, Michael Golden, man, he's written and man, he drew some classic GI Joe covers, um, including the what was it yearbook number two with. Torpedo, Lady oh, yeah, J, I love that Roblox on the cover. I think and, that is. God, he did some Star Wars ones too. Oh yeah, yeah, he's done. Uh, I think he's that, done a thousand. That is my favorite. That is my favorite GI Joe cover of all time. Is your book number two? Because <gasps> you don't say again with the torpedo. Why don't you just get a fucking? Well, it wasn't just action. torpedo. I mean, Damn I mean, it. look at the artwork on like Ripcord. I mean, he made those those characters look like. Like I imagine. Oh yeah, as, I mean, Ripcord sucks, and he made him look cool. So, um, um, but yeah, and then I'm looking at the rest of the creators, and like I said, yep, ninety percent never heard of them. Um, but oh well, shit, I was going to meet Billy D. Williams, but I guess I'll try and meet a couple of these artists too. Um, and then, uh, oh, the the mascot for the Buffalo Sabers are going to be there. Yeah, they suck. Um, notice they don't get any of the players, just the mascot and the cute costume. Um, but, oh yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know, what issues of Iron Man did Bob Layton do? I don't know, send me a list, maybe I'll, well, I'll send you, I'll send you a book. Yeah, I I was gonna say, mail me a book, since you gotta mail me those figures anyway, send me a book, and I'll see if I can get an autograph for you. Yeah, because that, that, I, I would send like the the first issue of the first Iron Man comic that I bought. Um, and I know he did the artwork in it. Um, and you can tell him that I think John Romita Jr. is shit because that's who took over for him. Stop that. Um, <clears throat> um, 
Um, yeah, he is the worst artist in all of comic book history, but come on now, let's be nice. Um, right. Well, you can tell me <laughs> I don't like him very much. <laughs> Shit. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, send, send me that stuff before you... Uh, before you deploy, and I'll, uh, well, yeah, I'll see I can't, if I, I can't because uh, it's tomorrow is Sunday, and I'm shipping out on Monday, so that that is so happen. okay. Put put a package together and ask Emily very nicely <laughs> if she'll go to the post office for you. Uh, all right, I could probably do that. I suppose she'd probably be willing to stop. I would go um, to the post office if it's all ready to go. I don't have to do anything to it. I don't know that I have a box. I don't know I have a box though. There's three boxes on the thing in the kitchen. For a comic book? Oh, comic book boxes. And those vintage Joes that you're gonna send me to customize. Which um, uh, yeah, no, the um, that's the thing about those vintage Joes. I'm gonna ask that you don't customize those because they are in beautiful shape. Oh fine. I'll keep them as is. Because um, those those are collection quality so i would ask all right well just don't send me lifeline because i will customize the shit out of that eyesore of a figure yeah no i um that one i don't use test or paints um that's not (laughs) that's not right dion that's not right although lifeline sucks bad enough that i would use enamel paints on him um um but huh boy yeah, I was going to meet Billy D. Williams. And boy, I should have checked out the website before this. Uh, oh, hey, Sam Jones is going to be here too. See, and I would like oh. to. I mean, I that was definitely a, a you know like when we had HBO. So HBO, all they would do is show the movies over and over and over and over again. So I've seen Flash Gordon. You know, like I don't, I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen Flash Gordon because they showed it so many times during the summer. That you know, yeah, it's campy, but. I still like it because, you know, it's part of my childhood. Wasn't childhood. Max von Sydow in that? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Pierce, no, not Pierce Brosnan. Um, uh, Timothy Dalton yeah. was in it. One of the James yes. Bonds was in it. Thank you. Um, trying to think of any. And yeah, of course. Soundtrack from Queen. You can't go wrong with the soundtrack from Queen. Um, oh, Highlander. Well, shit. Highlander. All right, well, you just, you just, uh, all right. And Brian yeah. Blessed. Brian Blessed's in it. <gasps> Boss Nass himself? Yes. Um, I, uh... All right, That's well, the you first just thing I ever me. saw him in. All right, well, you just sold me on that. So you just said Queen, the Queen soundtrack. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll watch that then. I mean, yeah, um, it, it's campy. I will give you that. But, I mean, it's supposed to be. I mean, that's... Right. You know, it's, it's... Oh, no, 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 no. I know it's supposed to be. I've just never had any desire to watch it until now. I think, um, it's, I think it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I mean, what did you think, Dion? Well, you know, it's funny. I went back and watched it again after watching it as a kid. And I was like, it, you start to really notice the, how camp it is later. Yeah. Like, more so than when you were a little kid. And it's, but, you know, I, I still love it. Uh, but the thing is, like there's little things like there's a big error that they did when they're uh, during one of the battle scenes where one character's holding a gun and then the other character that saved him is holding the gun that I never caught before. And that that's funny to go back and watch that and just realize how messed up that scene was and no one seemed to catch it. Because nobody cared because they were having <laughs> fun watching it. Yeah, and see nobody somebody probably cared, but nobody had social media to post a picture you know, two pictures from that scene on 
on social media and say, hey, look at this, look what I found, and have 5 million people comment on it. No, I mean, nobody cared in terms of it didn't it didn't ruin the movie for them. Oh, no, um, no. Um, it's, uh, the people well, it probably did for one person, but like I said, that one person couldn't go to social media and ruin it for everybody else. Honestly, it made the movie even better. Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's... And, yeah, Max von Sydow, I mean, geez. I, he's awesome in everything he's in. Um, uh, I don't know that I've ever seen him in anything else besides Force Awakens, but... He's in um, a shitload of stuff. You seen Dune? No. Oh, okay. What? Oh my god. Uh oh. Yeah, I think you just lost your whatever I don't know if I can get to the post office. It's really far from my office. I I feel like that's bad that I haven't been to an actual comic convention. Like a real one. Now. See I haven't seen Dune, Jesus. Yeah, right? (laughs) I mean you're talking to the gal that if we'd had children would have named our son after the main character in the book. Ah, uh, you should have named, just name the character, just name the kid Dune, and, you know, it'll be good. Um, um, I think Paul Atreides' hatch has a lovely ring to it, don't you? <laughs> I, I really do. Um, well, you could always use that, you could always use that name if you rescue another dog. Um, uh, we're sticking with females, unfortunately, yeah. so we've had the best luck with females, so we're just sticking with females. Well... Gender bender. Um, uh, Paulina Trades. <laughs> I don't know. We could name it Jessica yeah, or something. I guess we could name the dog Jessica. That would, well, that didn't work because I got a cousin, Jesse. Oh, yeah, this could be awkward. And I'm not naming, <laughs> I'm not naming it um, Aaliyah. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I could, I could name I a pet after one yeah, of my I cousins, and I don't, and, and 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 I don't see them often enough to uh, care. Um, uh, it, it's it's the definition of I literally only see them at funerals. So, um, and, I don't remember the name of a couple of my cousins. That's um, it. I never I, see uh, the rest of my family. Um, I, I I'm good only seeing ninety nine percent of my family at people's funerals. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. Um. Yeah, I don't see mine too often because I'm usually in another country. <laughs> um. Yeah, one of my cousins yeah, I, is coming out to see me, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, we're gonna be there, you know, like May 5th I'm like, "I won't be." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a theme with you. Um, it's a. Uh... It's just one of those things. Yeah. So it'll be another family member that stays with Emily and you're not there. Um, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Emily sees my family more often than I do. That's hilarious. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I'll try and get, yeah, a, so, I'll get a box. Do you want? Uh, do you have any use for file cards? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm always up for taking okay um, yeah because there's a he so the thing is folks that uh a, a buddy of my cousins had uh some old vintage uh real american hero gi joe stuff that he wanted to get rid of um 
and when I went, he said, yeah, I've got all these figures and I've got a bunch of them carded. And, you know, I went over there expecting to have, see this, you know, like this collection of a lifetime kind of thing. And he had probably about 30 figures and four of them were carded and the cards were just in very poor condition. So I was kind of disappointed, but I ended up getting the stuff anyway. And then when I sat down to look at it, um, the loose figures are in fantastic shape. So, I mean, aside from needing O-rings and just about all of them, because the O-rings are shot, they all have tight joints. There are no paint wears on these things. All their thumbs are intact. None of them have broken crotches. Most of them uh, have the have all of their gear. Um, what about thumbs? Thumbs intact? Yeah, thumbs are intact too. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's hard on those other figures. The crotches and the thumbs yeah always broke on those figures exactly and some of these Did, uh, I mean, the, the lo- some of these figures look like they just came out of the package i mean they're they are that oh, nice. pristine the, wait was um, there a storm shadow that wasn't yellow yes the version wow. 2 storm shadow and it is as white as it can get wow i, I mean um, the the rashikagi tattoo on his arm is still intact oh wow he just needs um, a new he needs it's one of them that his O ring is broken. You yeah. can always tell what friends you had who whose parents smoked when you were kids because if they had Storm Shadow and they bring it over and he was yellow, you yes. knew. Yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing because uh, this guy smokes in the the box that he sent all this stuff home with me and is just riddled with cigarette smoke, but none but the figures are all okay. Did you get uh did you get a good deal on the on, on on this lot or something. Yeah, I ended up um, going a hundred dollars with him because there was a, a bunch of other stuff. So there's a uh, the X thirty Conquest was in there, and it's only missing one piece. And there was a a complete uh, 1983 APC in there. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, there was a complete Snowcat, uh, including Frostbite. And- oh, yeah. Because you you sent me pictures of the yeah. vehicles, but I didn't realize that they were actually you know like complete and like uh, you know in that good a condition. Because the the conquest um, is the stickers are all shot and the plane's dirty, but I mean I I'm going to clean that up and get repro stickers for it, and it'll look brand new. Um, I still got to send you that bug. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I um, haven't I haven't forgotten it sits in storage. I just haven't had a chance to get it. Yeah, no worries. Um, and then the the, <laughs> the snow cat's only missing one of the yellow ski torpedoes. I mean, the ski is there, but the torpedo part isn't. Oh, I was gonna say a lot of that stuff. Um, a lot of the the vehicles from uh, you know, like before nineteen ninety, that stuff. <laughs> like, they're, it's easy to get parts yeah. on eBay and stuff. Yeah, um, and yeah. I yeah, especially I, now finding a sit, reasonable price. That's the problem. Well, you know, I mean, I, I need I need say, one fin for the 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 conquest. I'm willing to yeah, pay. Yeah, I was going to uh, say pieces like that, like fins and missiles and and things like that. That stuff is usually uh, pretty reasonable because I mean, they made those vehicles in such huge quantities that the little stuff doesn't. I think when you when the vintage stuff comes around, I think you, I think you get into the expensive territory when it's tiny pieces. That were like fragile in yes. the first place, like uh, like the searchlight off uh, the moray hydrofoil. Actually, it's or, the lens for the searchlight for the moray. But yeah, oh, 
Um, yeah, I mean, these, these, you know, they tend to be, uh, tiny pieces that easily lost or easily broken. Yeah. So, um, but the fin for the conquest and, and, and the, uh, you know, and the missile for the, for the snowcat. Yeah. Those should be pretty easy to get, uh, fairly cheap. And a lot of times you can get like free shipping. Um, and for one fin, I'm willing to pay minuscule shipping. Yeah. I'm willing to pay. For what I paid for the whole lot of this stuff, I'm willing to pay, you know, a fairly decent amount for one fin just to complete a conquest. Because that's um, the only thing I'll have to buy to complete it. Well, do you um are you guys aware of like the like the guys who do like um who do uh like production quality um vintage style uh Joe's in like uh different color schemes like true builders and stuff because most well known are like uh the black major and red laser these guys you know they do these these vintage um characters and true builders in like all kinds of alternate color schemes no um because like uh there's a group on facebook um, for uh, the Black Majors project uh, products, where basically he takes like uh, he took like the vintage uh, Storm Shadow and uh, the Cobra Troopers and um, um, and you know a few other uh, things like the bats, and he did them in all kinds of color schemes. Um, um, and then um, and then. Uh, Earlier this year, he did a run of Steel Brigade in all kinds of, like, environmental-type colors and special mission colors and things like that. Um, Because I got... I ended up getting, um, for them, uh, there's, like, a dark blue version who's sort of, uh, you know, urban SWAT. And then uh, there's a a red and gray figure that's... uh, And then there's... There's a there's an all white uh, winter operations steel brigade, nice. And then there's a there's basically an alternately colored um, uh, steel brigade commander, uh, you know things like that. So I'll yeah, I gotta, what's the what's the group called again? Um, uh, well, just search uh, uh, black major, um, okay. and uh, and then there's like red lasers army is another group. Um, where, uh, where basically, you know, he, he's, they're, um, they're vipers in, uh, different color schemes. Well, I just bought, uh, uh, quartet of, um, they're, they're Cobra Vipers, but they're in the color scheme of the Cobra Eels. And, uh, the, like the, like the Viper helmets are removable. (laughs) And so they've got uh, trooper heads underneath. Um, And then uh, they've got both the Viper gear and the eel gear with them. And I'm basically going to turn them. I mean, because they're Cobra eels, but they're sort of in the fatigues. And I'm going to use them as like Cobra's own SEAL team. Um, uh, Yeah, I just ordered those. Um, Hopefully they'll be here this week. And then, uh, and then I got the, these steel brigade figures from, uh, yeah, cause the, uh, red laser makes the, makes the vipers. And then 
uh, Black Major made the Steel Brigade. And, you know, when it comes to troop builders and stuff, like, I love, I love the Modern Joe stuff as uh, to customize and, and, you know, to collect. But when it comes to the troops and the Faceless Minions, man, the vintage line, you just can't beat them. It seems like, it seems like all of the modern <laughs> updates on the classic uh, troop builders, they just don't. Like, the magic just isn't there. Like, uh, like all the different modern Viper figures they've made, they just can't match the, 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 um, I don't know, it's like they just can't match the spirit that the originals had. I mean, all the modern Vipers are sort of, they're okay, you know, but... I'm going to well, argue 20, that one would just... For the most part, I agree with that. The one, the one I will argue is the the Viper with the um, that they did in Pursuit of Cobra line that had the vacuum metal faceplate. Oh yeah, I mean that was see and where that I'm gonna say because I've got uh, I've got about eight of those. Yeah, I um, I know I sent a there, I sent like four of them to you. Yeah, and then I I I had already gotten a couple of on my own. Um, Basically, they're the exception instead of the rule, because for the most part, uh, like the 25th Televiper, it's It's definitely no better than the original Televiper. No, not at all. I was Um, disappointed in that figure. um, The the modern, uh, like the 25th Alley Viper, it should have been a spectacular update. But it really wasn't. It was not. Um, no, I'd agree with that. It's, too. It it does not have it does not have the mystique that the original Alley Viper has. No. Not by a long shot. No, I agree um, with that. I mean, I know your favorites are the Night Vipers. Yeah. The night the modern Night Viper does not have the same uh I don't know. The one that came out in the retaliation line, I do like that figure. It yeah, but a nice figure. would you say it's cooler than the original Night Viper? Ooh, I would say, I'd say it ties. I mean, there's um, there's things I like about it on the the new one that I that the old one didn't have, but the old one had things that the new one doesn't have. So, I'd say uh, it's a tie for me on that one. Um, maybe, maybe the, I would lean a little more towards the vintage, but I like the removable helmet. Um, but I miss the the gun that pegged onto his side. Um, I like the the different backpack that he comes with because he can stow one of his weapons in it. But the backpack that he came with in the vintage was kind of reminiscent of like this is high tech and this is you know part of his outfit that makes him invisible to night vision goggles and thermal thermal you know thermal cameras and stuff like that yeah it's uh so i mean it's I mean, it's a toss-up for me on the night viper but um but, otherwise then yeah I, I i would agree but that that now, that, I mean, that pursuit I of cobra viper like, is i think the modern artwork. snow serpent was great but i don't know that it outshone the original. Um, I, I that one's a, that one would be a wash too because one of the figures that was in this set that I got uh, from this guy, 
is a vintage snow serpent and the I haven't seen one in a, a long time and you know the sculpting on it is fantastic and the paints are beautiful the colors they use so yeah I would say that's a and they use pretty much the same equipment I think they use the same molds um yeah the the 25th version had almost god it almost seemed like reproduction equipment yeah but I think it might have that's been. because if it ain't broke don't fix it right so um but I brought um, I brought these these uh, uh, these figures up mostly because, like uh, the Black Major, right now um, he's teasing other specialty vipers that he hasn't done before. Like um, I think right now, I think his profile picture is actually like a like a forest green alley viper that he's huh. working on. I think that's um, what I saw there. Yeah, and then and then like he 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 teased a picture of of a night viper that's in all black. Oh man, um, yeah, I would love to have that. And then Chrome uh, Storm Shadows and Gold Storm Shadow was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I've got. Um, you need to um, add me to that group. Oh yeah, I will. Um, yeah, because uh, I do know um, he's. Uh, yeah, he's teasing the, the, the specialty troopers. Um, and it, if they turn out like, like his Steel Brigade, because, like, I've got my my vintage Steel Brigade figure. Um, no, it's not the one I had when I was a kid. I'm just saying it is a vintage one that I acquired uh, at some point. And, uh, um, <clears throat> um, and it's standing next to... Uh, Black Major's own Steel Brigade, he did one that was in uh, the similar color scheme to um, to the Steel Brigade figure. Now, he does them in, in alternate shades, so there's no way that anybody could fake it and, you know, try and... Um, Sell it as a... Yeah, like he... Yeah, like the colors are different enough that, yeah, you couldn't do a fraudulent sale and pass it off because... Um, like the khaki, uh, like the tan pants are definitely, they're a few shades darker. And then like the Steel Brigade uh, commander that he did, um, you know, it's got the same blue, but not like the torso's different. It used an airborne torso where the original used Duke's torso. Right. Um, <clears throat> but like right now, the other day, he posted a picture of uh, Star Brigade's card art. Or no, excuse me. <clears throat> of uh, of um, god damn it, uh, Starduster. He posted oh, yeah. his uh, card art in Night Force colors, and I'm Ooh. like, oh, I need that. Um, I did not know until that moment that I needed the Night Force Star Starduster, but <laughs> now I absolutely need that. Um. I didn't know that was missing from my life until then, um, but it was. Um, yeah, an all-black night, but like, night uh, viper would definitely... What's up? An all-black night viper is definitely missing from my life. Well, because um, uh, he's he's teasing them right now, um, so they're not ready, but he's real good um, about keeping, uh, keeping the fans apprised uh, of what he's doing, because like, uh, the Steel Brigade when he first teased them, um, uh, he said that they were going to be available soon. And then they were, they were available, I don't know, like a month later or something. And, 
I ended up ordering one in just about all the alternate color schemes, um, just because, you know, I love me some Steel Brigade. And, yeah, I know you do. Uh, you know, it's you know, it's cool to to have some environment specific ones. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, he's teasing like the Night Viper, so I will, um, because I have a feeling when they when they're ready, you'll probably be gone. So if they go up for sale. I'll see if I can grab you one of the Night Vipers. Definitely. Um, um, now, I, I'm kind of intrigued by the Green Alley Viper. I would it's get one not, of those, too. Um, it's not, uh, like, I've never, um, simply because for me, the Alley Vipers, they're just that. They're urban troopers. So I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know that I would need, uh, you know, need one for a forest environment, but... I really like the idea of it, but I, I wonder what other color schemes he's coming up with. Um, but yeah, like from uh, Red Laser, I ordered those those you know the Vipers in the EO color schemes, um, and he's teasing that he's got a bunch more figures that he's working on. But you know, he's already said, "Don't message me and ask what they are," because I'm not you know I'm not going to say anything. Um, which, you know, makes sense, but I'm curious what else he's working on. Um, Are you doing some of them in the fun school colors? No, no, (laughs) no, he's definitely, these guys are definitely doing them in color schemes that people, you know, would want to, you know, collect. Um, it's (laughs) not, not oh my God, my eyes. Yeah. It's not, (laughs) it's not like the, it's not like the fun stuff that Brian Kaufman does where, He's got like the McDonald's colored uh, uh, Serpentor and shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's I not. Did, I didn't um, see that. <laughs> oh, it's on the Facebook page. It's 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 glorious. Um, <laughs> it's uh yeah it's 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 red, yellow, and white. Um, it's, it looks I, like yeah, Ronald McDonald. That. It's it's yeah, like I said, it's glorious. Post um, that in the uh, in the uh, podcast group. No, I can do that. Um, but yeah, these are, these are definitely like, um, like, uh, black major, he did for years, he was doing various Cobra trooper, uh, uh, you know, he's got, uh, like the, like the, like the desert camo Cobra troopers, uh, jungle camo, urban camo. Um, so now um, I'd like to see an alley Viper and urban camo. That's what's missing um, from that. Well, I do wonder if that's one of the things he's going to do, um, because, uh, you know, like I said, the Steel Brigade that he did, it's basically, uh, he's got the gray uh, Duke torso, and then the rest of the figure is, like, dark, dark blue, like, like, like midnight navy blue type, and it definitely looks like it's a, like it's a, uh, SWAT uniform type version of the Steel Brigade, um. And then uh, uh, the only one I didn't order, and I wish I had, was uh, it was a desert. Uh, it was just a uh, desert color scheme, and uh, I actually overlooked ordering that for some reason. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'll 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 stay on top of it, and once he, you know, once they go up for sale, yeah, I'll see if I can grab one of the night vipers for you because I mean. You know they're going to be popular. You know his his supply of the Steel Brigade figure didn't last all that long, um, but um, <clears throat> yeah, like uh, I do have 
Uh, I do have a couple of the Storm Shadow figures that he did um, in uh, different colors. Um, but I don't know what it is that Red Laser is working on right now because I'm curious because um, he also because they both done a bunch of variations on the bats. Um, yeah. But like Red, Red Laser, he does a bat that looks like Shockwave Ooh. and a bat that looks like Soundwave. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. I've I think I saw those. Um, yeah, I've seen yeah those. those are yeah those are his and then and then uh, uh, like he does like an like an Iron Grenadier version of the bat and then uh, yeah the Black Major he's had his own variations on the bat um, um, I'm kind of hoping that one of them will do uh, will do like a Televiper in in uh, like some kind of environmental uh, color schemes because I always thought it'd be cool to have. Uh, different um, televipers. Oh, and then they gave me the the Python Patrol one, which is, you know, ridiculous, but I love it. But it would be cool to actually see, like, a desert colors, uh, like a, you know, like a uh, desert operations actual televiper. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, like Red Laser, he, he does have, uh, you know, tan and brown uh you know brown vested uh vipers i mean they're awesome i just i don't i don't have like a you know i don't have a collection of you know d- hang on uh-oh sounds like we had a guys i'll be right back yeah no worries hey i'll be right back well, you know what would be interesting is if that guy was able to do some of those in uh, transparent colors. Oh, yeah, no kidding, right? I'm a sucker for translucent figures. Uh, have you ever seen uh, the, the one guy, Sucklord? He does all those uh, knockoff figures, but he, like, use weird stuff, like transparent parts. But it's like Darth Vader mixed with uh, other stupid figures mixed together and, like, yeah. Yeah, there's a, a Facebook page that we follow. I think we actually had the guy, one of the guys on the show, um, Star Wars bootlegs and knockoffs. And yeah. Those, those guys, um, they they uh, cast old figures, old vintage Star Wars figures, and do uh, a, a lot of really weird, like psychedelic, really cool stuff with those. Yeah, I mean, and so some of the stuff, I mean, that they used to. I've seen some of the goofiest stuff mixed in, like E.T. with C-3PO parts or something like that. Yeah. But it, it ends up being great. Yeah, yeah. No, we've had one of those guys on the show. Um, uh, probably one of the – geez, I don't know. J.D. could tell you. But, um, yeah, we, we've had had one of those guys on the show. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, How long ago was that? Oh, boy. It's been a while. But it's this. it's been this iteration of the show, so – you know, this what is, is this what... like version three of the show now? Yes, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's been in this. I mean, it, that episode is is still probably up on iTunes. It's it's. I would assume it's still up on Stitcher. Um, and I, and that you know, look in the episode description, and it, it will say that you know we've got so and so from from that on there. Okay. But I know I'm I'm almost positive we've had that guy, one of those guys on the show but yeah they those guys do some cool things and i it 
not I would love to see the the black night viper. I've I've been tempted to do some of those things. I just never get around to. I I, I get I get home. Uh, well, thing is, these days I don't have a lot of time. But but I've always wanted to like if I had some of those old vintage parts still. Actually, I probably do in storage somewhere. <laughs> right. Well, and, you know that's what I had planned on doing with these figures when I saw them when when I was over at this guy's house getting these things. I'm like, you know what? I'm I may just sit down and touch these up to make them look like the vintage. You know, make them look really nice to make them look like when they were vintage figures. But when I sat down to look at these things, they already are. I mean, they or the, the figures that I got, they look like they just came out of the package. So, all right, I'm back. All right, um, yeah. So, um, which uh, uh, did you get any? Did you get any figures out of that lot that that like you wouldn't have normally tracked down, but now you're ecstatic to have? Um, yeah, the, the low light, um, you know, I wouldn't have, honestly, the only vintage figure that I don't have that I would really like to have in real nice shape is, is oddly enough, a Night Viper. I don't think I actually have one of the vintage ones. Um, but the, the low light that is really nice, um, the version two Snake Eyes is, or version two, I'm sorry, version two Storm Shadow is beautiful. Um, the oh, hang on, I've got them right here. Let me hang on a sec. Let me get them. Oh no, they're downstairs. Never mind. They're they're not handy. Um, but I have, well, because I was to say the the carded ones you got. One of them was Snake Eyes version two. Yeah. Um, and then I can't remember what the other three were. Uh, one was Quick Kick. The other one was Budo, and the other one was version two Storm Shadow. Uh, okay. Um, hey, those are all good ones to have. Uh, especially Quick Kick. He looks particularly cool on the card. Yeah. Um, um, let's see. I'm looking... I like the pictures I sent you. Um, let's see here. Oh. I, I got a straight arm snake eyes out of it. Oh, yeah. That looks like it's in super good condition. It's a little dirty, but yeah. The joints are tight. The... The thumbs are intact and his crotch is intact. He doesn't have any of his any of his gear, but um, the figure is in nice shape. So yeah, well, the, the, the gear you could probably track down probably a lot more reasonable than the figure. Yeah, um, the sci-fi that I got, um, the colors are just they just pop. I mean, it's he wasn't one of my favorite figures as a kid. I was going to say he's always been an eyesore, but yeah, yeah, but I mean, just the the shape of the figure, the the way the colors pop on the figure. I mean, he looks brand. What's new. the what's the silver look like? So the silver paints in good condition. Yeah, I mean, it, because it just because it looks like he just figures, came off the card. He was one of those figures where the silver tended to. The, the silver paint tended to rub off very easily. Yeah, no. Um, um, the, I've got the the Crimson Twins, and those always suffered from paint wear. There's not a, a, a mark on these guys. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've all, they've, they're always prone to, like, the silver uh, torsos, you know, or the, the silver uh, uh, sigil rubs yes. off. Uh, their, paint, <laughs> their paint flies off. 
you know, like the like the like the that weird color paint that they have on their hair. Yeah, it would just flake off in chunks. It seemed like, and then uh, like their bandoliers. Yeah, uh, you know, half the time they had all the blue scrapes on them. So yeah. that's they, pretty impressive. Not, yeah, they're just not a mark. On, and, I mean, they're not. They're not my favorite characters by any stretch of the imagination, but it's nice no, to it's see No, it's cool these. to have them. Yeah, it's nice to see these. Uh, the There was a, a wetsuit in there, and, you know, the fish on his uniform is still still visible. The paints on that wetsuit are fantastic. Unfortunately, um, the uh, peg on his – one of the pegs on his mask is broken. Um, oh, yeah, well, because that's one of the problems he always had was he's got like the he's got the white square on his diving suit. Yeah, and I remember my wetsuit when I was you know that that white paint would flake off. I mean, it would stay on the you know would stay on the stripes on his legs pretty well, but um, yeah, it would always. I don't remember mine ever having the broken peg on his mask, but I'm willing to bet that was actually a fairly mine, common problem. Yeah, mine didn't break either. Uh, there's a hit and run in here that's complete. In the, oh, oh, he's he's actually got all of his gear. That's yeah. Pretty, did you need a backpack? Rare. Did you need a backpack for that sci-fi? Uh, no, it came with the backpack. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no. Yeah, because I ended up picking up two for a project and never ended up using them. So I, had, I was gonna say I had one I could spare. Yeah, my most of these guys are complete. There's a beachhead, uh, you know, version what version one beachhead. You can still read his unit patch on his on his left arm. Damn. Yeah. I mean, um, it, wow. There's, there's no paint. There's no paint rubs on the knives on his on his legs. Um, the like I said, the hit and run is definitely one of my favorite figured favorite Joes as a kid, just because he was you know more of a tactical looking guy. Uh, the the I swear there's a tunnel rat. Years, there's a tunnel rat. I his swear for years I used. On. Um, I think when I was a kid, I used hit and run as grunt because it was the coolness that I always thought grunt should have been that yeah. the original figure wasn't. Uh, the tunnel um, rat, there's a complete tunnel rat in there and, and his backpack stays on. I mean, tell geez. me, tell me, does he have his flashlight? Uh, yes, he has both his flashlights. Oh my God. Because the flashlights for uh tunnel rat and outback are, yeah, like those are, those are like rare accessories. Like those Seeing are harder to come by. Like those are examples of if you go on eBay and you search for their flashlights, easily you can get one for fifteen bucks just for the flashlight. Yeah, like you, the, you, the Outback you're, you're is liable to pay the same for uh, for a flashlight as you are for the figure by itself. Yeah, and the flashlight from Outback is missing, but the the figure otherwise is is mint. I mean, the there's Damn. not a scrape on these. I mean, some of these, Damn. some of these are just in fantastic, beautiful shape. Um, it really makes you wonder how, uh, figures this pristine out of the package just managed to survive all these years, you know, without being locked away someplace. Yeah. Uh, you know, in a, in a bank vault, in a bank vault or something. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, just some of these figures. I mean, I wasn't. I don't think I was particularly rough on my toys as a kid, but I had a lot of broken crotches. I had a lot of broken thumbs. And some of them, some of the figures, you really didn't have to do much with. I know no. Dusty. Dusty was a big problem, both the both the original and the Tiger Force version. You just had to play with it, and and the waist would snap. 
Um, yeah, and there's a Dusty in here, and, and the Dusty is in really nice shape. Wow. He's missing they, his bipod. Do, do, but... do any of the figures have uh, the cracked elbows? Oh, you know, I didn't look. Not um, that I noticed, though, because all the joints on these things are really tight. The only loose joints are the are the ones that are a result from having a, um, a bad O-ring. Busted O-ring, yeah. Um, yeah, because uh, I know uh, with, with those original figures, a lot of times, uh, you know, because... Uh, the plastic used on the elbows just tend to be kind of brittle. So you see a lot of figures where otherwise it'll be in good condition, but but there'll be cracks around the rivets. Did um, you guys notice that Wave 1 and 2 had the worst plastic? And particularly um, Wave 1? Because I noticed that when I, was, when I was a kid, that almost all the Wave 1 figures were really prone for breaking. Um, yeah. I don't know a that A lot I of the figures the up through... One. Up through like 1985, uh, not or into 1985, had that problem. I know um, Spirit always had that problem. Rakondo had that problem terribly. Like his rifle would would you know it would tear the tear the thumbs right off of him. Uh, Zap had that same problem. That's the reason why the original Zap got the revised bazooka later um, with the smaller handles um, because yeah, it was pretty much. If you put the bazooka in his hand, <laughs> crunch. And he wouldn't just lose the thumb. No, sometimes, sometimes like the whole, you know, like the whole, like all of the, all of the appendages would, would break yeah. off. Um, but wow, so no broken. That, that's amazing. I know. You know it what? just blew me they away. They opened them <clears throat> and never, and never played with them because I don't know, I don't know how they could have survived that well uh, if they were. Anything but display pieces. That's pretty impressive. Well, and just to yeah, talk the, to this guy, I mean, it doesn't sound like he did any of that kind of stuff with his figures. As a, with, I mean, he said that you know he, he was hard on him. His brothers were always were were always taking his toys and breaking him on purpose. And so it's just a wonder that any of these survived at all from this um, from the guy that that had these. Yeah, see, I was the same way when I was a kid. I was not particularly rough on my toys because they usually stayed in pretty good condition. I had the problem of lost accessories all the time. I swear to God, sometimes I'd open the package and, hey, there's two accessories that I'll never see again, ever. Um, uh, And I think that's half the reason for uh, the flashlights for uh, Outback and Tunnel Rat. It was, I think people just, they lost them easily. Yeah. um, but, uh-oh, um, oh God, little guy's crying again. Uh, guys, we might have to cut this off soon. Um, All right, well, we're at an hour and 40 here, so, I mean. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> All right. Oh. And I do work tomorrow, so I, I can't stay on too much longer. So. Yeah, we'll, I mean, another 20 minutes tops. I mean, two hours is yeah, usually that's fine. what we do. But, yeah, I just. I completely forgot about that, that I was going to, we were going to talk about that tonight is just this, it's not one of the, you know, you see these people posting these amazing collections that they found at yard sales or something like that. And it's not quite that caliber, but it's close. I mean, Um, if any of these these figures are your favorite figures, you just be like, oh my God, it's just, it's beautiful. It's just like, it just came off the package. Uh, was I, there a stalker I, in there? No. Oh, 
Um, is there a, what year do they go up to? Because um, I think what you showed me, I think they were kind of like 1988 and sooner. Like, yeah, I, I don't remember seeing any like 1990 figures in there. Uh, I've got a, let me go through them here. I've got a tripwire, uh, Scarlet. Scarlet's actually, there's just minor paint wear on the bomb on her leg. Um, Snow job, uh, Footloose. Jinx, Lifeline, um, Max and Spearhead, the Straight Arm, uh, Snake Eyes, and the the Max or the Spearhead is is uh, doesn't have his helmet, but the gun is there, and Max is there, his backpack is there. He just needs a new O ring. There's no paint wears on him at all. Um, what Snow Job look like? Is he yellow? Because he Not, had the same problem Storm Shadow had. Not he's not completely white, but he's not completely yellow. It's a nice, nah. it's a nice snow job. Uh, yeah, there was a couple of lift vintage tickets. snow jobs that you see pictures of. That, yeah, uh, like his lower arms are still white, and the rest of them is yellow. The torso you know, is the torso and the head is a, a little little yellow, but the rest of them is is pretty white. Yeah, uh, there's a couple that, lift tickets. Uh, Another thing I've noticed that causes that is storing them in certain plastic containers. Ah. Yeah, like like you know those shoe uh, plastic shoe shoe boxes. Yeah, uh, those those will do that. I did, I actually also had that problem with I had a bunch of clone troopers stored in those. Yeah, so I I'd avoid storing any figures and that kind of stuff. Huh. Uh, and that's funny because the clone troopers are you know considerably more recent and they still have that problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, there's the Law and Order, uh, Iceberg, um, Bazooka. Uh, Dusty, uh, Mutt, uh, Shipwreck to Shipwreck, has a little bit of paint wear, but he has his gun, the strap is intact, he, his tattoos are intact, and he has the um, the little hook on his waist is not broken. Um, um, no, that's right, because Brian sent me the picture of Iceberg. Dude, his unit patch is actually, like the red of his unit patch is intact yeah. completely. Um, there's a... Uh, <clears throat> Sergeant Slaughter, there's a fridge. Both of those have some paint wear. Uh, a complete flint. Um, two snow serpents, but they have paint wears on the nose. There's a general hawk. Um, uh, there's a, a barbecue. I think that's just about it. I think I got about 30 figures out of that. Damn. That's, there's, that a, is, there's a couple is, of... Um, Torpedoes, but they're both pretty pretty worn. There's some nice parts on both of them, so I'm going to take them apart and, and take the nice pieces from both of them and try and make one decent one. Nice. Um, are you uh, are you gonna? Um, what other vehicles were there? The Conquest, the the Snowcat. The, did you get any other vehicles? The and the APC. That was it for vehicles. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was um, some other stuff in there. There was just like uh, some old Kenner, Kenner Predators. Um, God. Yeah, they were. There's a couple of Spawn figures. There's a, a couple of. There's a little bag of the little army ants. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. God. Um, that takes me back. Um, um. There was a. Uh, a Wolverine, a werewolf Wolverine, Marvel Legends. 
That's weird. Okay. Well, I don't know that it's Marvel Legends, but um, yeah, Wolverine. There's a, a werewolf Wolverine. Um, there was some really weird Venom figure that I hadn't seen before that I had to get on Facebook and ask, what is this? And it... Um, oh, that's funny. I think I saw that post. I'm like, eh? Yeah, I didn't recognize it either. Um, I had two people offer to buy it straight out. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to hang on to it. I, I like it enough. <laughs> you know what? If two people are offering to buy it, you know, you've got something good there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like if it's that in demand, well, I don't know what it is, but I'm keeping it just cause I have it now. Yeah. So, I mean, I paid a hundred dollars for all of that stuff. And then I've got a, a box of like fodder parts, um, stuff that isn't complete. Uh, like there's a, a ripper that's actually in pretty decent shape, but needs an O-ring. There's a torch, um, Jeez, I'm not even sure which G.I. Joe this is, honestly. It's one of the original ones. One of the original What color is his uniform? Green. No, I mean like dark green, light green, uh, mid green. Kind of mid what green. What color are the what color are the boots? Boots are black. Here, I'll shoot you a picture. Hang on a sec. Yeah. Okay. Because I was gonna say he's it got, depends on He's got blonde hair. Well, because I was going to say, I can tell you by the boot color and the web gear color which figure it is. Um, He's got yellow like, hair, and I don't think very many of them had yellow hair. You know, um, uh, would that have been Hawk? Short. I was going to say, it's either Short Fuse or Hawk then. Um, and uh, if uh, the boots are brown, it's Short Fuse. But no, it, it's Hawk then. He's got the silver... Uh, suspenders? Yes. Yeah, that's Hawk. That's Hawk version one. Um, and this one does have some pretty heavy paint wear, but it's, yeah, it's it's Hawk version one then. I mean, it's... Yeah, I was gonna... I would say, you know, it was, again, silver paint anyways, so... Right. Um, but it Frequently had that problem. But the joints are um, tight. I mean, nice. Yeah, the joints are nice. tight. He just needs a new O-ring. It's just the this, oh, this silver... God. There's a that's little amazing. bit of paint wear. And on the oh, that's too. amazing. Um, because uh, Hawk, he was one of <clears throat> he was the only one that I didn't even know about until much later on because, um, you know, he came with the mobile missile system, which was kind of obscure on its own. But that was those were like the three missiles, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I had that as a kid. So did uh, I. Yeah, yeah. I never had one. Didn't know about it until later, and much later I realized. <laughs> Hey, that guy's Hawk. They did make him before 1986, because, you know, yeah, like... I'd, I'd forgotten about that. Um, the tripwire yeah, is in fantastic shape, too. I mean, the, you can his unit patch is still very visible on his, on his, on his um, right arm. There's no paint wear on him at all. Um, there was a well, fast draw, but his backpack was broken, unfortunately. He does, um, and he does have some paint wear to him. Well, because last night Brian was texting me about these, and we both agreed that it's too bad that that bazooka's in such great shape because we fucking hate that. Yeah. Hate that figure. Yeah, bazooka's um, in fantastic shape, but I yeah, I absolutely it. loathe that figure. I think it's my least favorite figure in the entire line. Entire line. And I hate um, to mention this, but the lift ticket 
came one of there's two of them and one of them came with his microphone what and i broke it trying to put it on oh. <laughs> oh, epic fail oh yeah. my god it broke while i was trying to put it on his helmet it just it oh snapped my right god in half. dude you must have felt like julian glover after he drank from the wrong uh from the wrong cup in last crusade um, yes i made um, a poor choice Oh my God! Yeah, dude. Um, wow. Because um, I was gonna try and put just... it on. I was gonna try and put the mic on his on the figure, and then never ever touch it again. But dude, no, it, it I, I'm broke. imagining the profanity that spewed forth. Actually, um, I I normally I would swear it's something like that, but since it was you know just, I didn't specifically go out to get. If I'd specifically bought this and done it. Then yeah, but it, this was kind of a fortuitous. Well, oh, look at this! Look at what I just found here. Oh man, I just broke. Well, it. well, here, shit. well, here's the thing. It may not have been a chain of profanity from Brian, but one of our seven listeners is going to be swearing up a storm. They're going to be like, "Oh my god, that <laughs> motherfucker! I'm not listening to the podcast anymore. That guy's an asshole." Yeah. Um. Um. um Oh my god! Wow, that is just Ryan. Holy shit! I Good know. thing you're fleeing the country because you might need to. Um, yeah, I. Damn. I was like, um, I can hear a, a hundred hearts breaking wide open that I just broke wow. a lift ticket microphone. Oh my god, uh, dude! Honestly, if you were to just make a post about that in one of the Joe groups, dude, they might ban you for that. Honestly, <laughs> like. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you broke lift tickets microphone. That's like breaking heavy metals microphone. I think that's yeah. a bannable offense. I yeah, mean, I would, honestly, I holy shit. This message has been deleted. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the Facebook. Dude, that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's like the real life collecting equivalent of Goatsy. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, wow. Um, I know there are people that are like, this is the only part I need to complete. My entire collection is lift tickets microphone. And that guy broke it. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, you know, oh my God. if you were filming it, and then you could just post the video. Oh, I know. Um, I mean, if um, it had been a Night Vipers. A slow auto repeat. Just like, <laughs> no, no. Because then there would be a flaming pitchfork that would come flying through his front window. Yeah, probably. Um, you know, I mean, somebody, if I would, <clears throat> somebody would geotag the. Uh, the picture find out where he was and and uh yeah you know put a uh put a put flaming dog shit on his uh doorstep or something um damn dude wow yeah that is just <sighs> i yeah i wasn't so mad as just like oh man you know i could have got gotten this to somebody that really really fucking would have loved this and oh, God. you know Brian, I gotta say, boy, I'm glad it wasn't me. Yeah. Because it would have been otherwise. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, it's just. Um, I, like I said, I well, hesitate to even mention that, but yeah, I broke Lyft Ticket's microphone yesterday, and it's just like. I was like. Only, Damn. only on General Geekery, folks. Only on General Geekery. <laughs> um, I, I and, need to make a little achievement unlock the icon for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. I, I feel like I feel like in some aspect of life, you've leveled up now. Like you, right? <clears throat> like you've, uh, you've, uh, yeah. There's this definitely some kind of threshold that you've <laughs> that you've crossed. <laughs> some, so, yeah. There's a blasphemy award for you somewhere. Yeah. Um, I'll, damn. There's a special level of hell that I'll go to for that. <laughs> Oh my God. I do. It's I feel awesome. really bad about that because I mean, it's you know, it's not my. I have no no vested interest in the character. I have no vested interest in the figure. I know it's a really rare part, and I would have happily <laughs> sent it to somebody that you know would have wanted this. I I know there's enough people out there that it, that would. I could have just posted that in any group, and I would have had a hundred replies immediately. So, I mean, for, um, just for the, I mean, that's one of the reasons that, you know, the ones I send to you, I don't want you to customize because they are in such awesome, quali- uh, such awesome quality. Well, you I, could, I want to hey, you could, preserve. hey, you could send me the box of father that came with it. <laughs> you know, um, um, some oh, them, and send me the broken microphone. <laughs> I don't know where it is. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not sure where that went, actually. So, <clears throat> um, I may or may oh not have God. seen that across the room. So, oh my God, dude, that is just that is just, uh, you know, that might it's be the funniest thing I've heard all that. week. Yeah. Damn, um, that is just. Yeah, you need wow. to, you need to post in one of the GI Joe groups that you were just talking to one of your buddies and he broke a uh, lift ticket microphone and see what people say. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm totally gonna, <laughs> um, I'm gonna do that tomorrow because I just that I'll, I'll and and I'll I'll <clears throat> after it's gotten about forty five um, replies of uh, of uh, varying degrees of uh, fury. Uh, I'll tag you in it. Um, oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, don't no, tag no, me. no. I'll tag you in the comments, like you know, the way you tag somebody that you're just trying to get their attention, oh, you yeah, know, okay. something. That, yeah, I'll do that. Um, throw, throw, tag me in there too, just so, also because I want to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just and, and, and if he's feeling unsafe, just blame it all on me. <laughs> Well, I'm not worried about Stubby Don, so... Yeah, yeah, wanna... yeah, like I said, he's fleeing the country. Yeah, if you want to come me, I'll be in... Uh... Now, <clears throat> if you I wanna... mean, absolutely <clears throat> nobody in the Ukraine is going to care about this. Uh... Yeah, I was going to say, if, you, uh, if anybody no, is having a hard... Person. If anybody's having a hard time with this and they want a piece of me, I'll be in Luhansk, Ukraine. Um, and since nobody knows where that is except for the people that live there, you're fine. Yeah. So um, Luhansk, Ukraine, and you can come get a few, come kick my ass for breaking lift tones, uh, lift tickets, microphone. Wow, that's just. Hey, you know now that that is a note to end the show on. Yeah, and on that um, bombshell. <laughs> in fact, I was going to say there's. I, there's simply nowhere to go. There's no topping that. Like no, no. Uh-uh. Anything else we talked about would pale in comparison to that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Folks, this is my best friend here, who's committed a, who's committed an action figure atrocity. Um, he's gonna get wow. a he's gonna get a knock on the door, and you're gonna hear your you're the asshole's broke it. Come um, with um, us. I mean, this is the guy who brought who who bought the prototype Iron Iron Man Max yes. off of eBay and then customized them. I thought that was the ballsiest thing. Oh, dude, I got some. To. I got some. Um, I got some PMs about those. Yeah, see, see I got, yeah, I got, a, see, I, I, I got a couple people that were pretty pissed off that I did that. Yeah, see, I, I see, I, I thought, I thought that was. I thought that was the most gumption you could ever show, but oh, damn, you those? topped it. What's that? Or how, were those really? That's a, how rare was that? Uh, those were prototypes. Oh well, next time, like I said, like I was saying earlier about the test stores, just go get a prototype and just paint it with test store paints really slowly on, on, a, on a instruction video on YouTube. The link in the video, <laughs> link yeah, on no. uh, Facebook. No, I mean, <laughs> I love you. Yeah, no, I. But those figures, they turned out really nice, though. Um, you have to admit, those yeah. were some some very beautiful customs on how those turned out. But yeah, well, I, I was going to say, but they were prototype figures, is, so I was going to say they were amazing. Uh, it's just you're the one guy that had the spine to actually customize them. Um, yeah, I don't but, know anybody that would customize prototypes. No. Um. No, but then you broke left ticket's microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Hey, did you did you ever find that, that Iron Man Dinobot that I sent you? Uh I did. Really? Yes. <laughs> I just haven't had time to sit down and do anything with it. But yeah, I okay, okay. I've got it. I did find it. It's I set it aside somewhere. I don't know where that is right now, but I know that I have it. Oh, he put it someplace where he wouldn't lose it. Yes. <laughs> so I know that it's here. <laughs> I just don't know where right now because my customizing area is just a disaster. Since uh, I uh, I packed it all up because I thought it was moving to Nebraska. What's that? Better or worse than when I was visiting? Um, worse because when you were visiting... <laughs> That was before I thought I was moving to Nebraska. So when I thought I was moving to Nebraska, I just shoveled stuff in Ziploc bags and threw it in a box. <laughs> I didn't sort it out. So that that never really – I'm still pulling stuff out of Ziploc bags and it's just – there's no organization to it at all. Dude, I'm looking at the picture of Hawk that you sent me. That rifle that he's got in his hand. Uh, I think it's just the, it? one of the Cobra Trooper rifles. I was going to say, I can't tell from the top of it if it's one of the trooper rifles or if it's, uh, or if it's, uh, uh, or if it was, you know, actually a Joe weapon. Yeah, it does. It vaguely looks like the AK-47 that, or the, uh, or the, uh. Dragunov sniper rifle. Or, yeah, I was going to say, not the AK, yeah, it was the Dragunov. Yeah, that's what it looked like from the top, but I couldn't tell. And um, the helmet he came with was not the the helmet that was on him is not the helmet that he came with. Um although I think the helmet that he should have come with was on Gripcord, so Yeah. Um, there's his helmet. I found his helmet for him. Nice. Um Damn, that's a nice figure. Um wow yeah oh god and straight arm hawk no less. Yeah. Um damn. I'll send you that <laughs> one. Oh yeah that would be Oh yeah, I would never. Yeah, the, like 
<clears throat> like I would just have that on display just because that's just amazing. He needs a new O-ring. Um, and the gun um, is wedged in his hand. I am not going to try and take that out because I think I might break his thumb. Um, um, if I oh, try and no, take that gun in fact, out. Um, yeah, in fact, I'll just, I'll just leave it there. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can fix the uh, bend the barrel on the rifle, and then I'll leave it after that. Um, yeah, I just because uh, I was just bending the barrel actually. Um, yeah, because that is it's just a pristine looking hawk. That is impressive. The scarlet um, is, is is just as nice. There's a, um, a small paint rub on the knife on her right leg, and a very very tiny paint rub on the, the bomb on her, well, reverse that. Small paint rub on the knife on her left leg and a very, very, very tiny paint chip on the bomb on her right leg. Wow. But the joints um. are tight. Fingers are intact. Crotch is intact. There um. is a little paint wear on her right boot, too, but... Yeah, it's all right. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind replacing O-rings. That's easy. Um, yeah. Like I said, you can get it by the box, it at Home Depot, um, but, uh, <clears throat> well, on that note, folks, uh, Brian's got, like, a day left in the, uh, in the country, and, yeah. uh, and, uh, so this may, tech issues, uh, that I may or may not be able to figure out, hey, this could be our last episode for a while, um, if I can figure out the tech, then, hey, Jimbo and I can carry on, but, it's more than likely this is our last episode until Brian gets back. Yeah, but, I'll only you know. be gone a month this time, but after that, um, it's two months at a, a stretch. So, um, well, it's also ironic that uh, he's also going to miss Guardians of the Galaxy in the theater. Yes, um, <clears throat> and uh, um, hoping to get a bootleg yeah, of that. Um, yeah, we're. Uh, I don't know. They're not going to have the Mechaplex and uh, and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. gonna have that in the Ukraine. Yeah, you'll be no, lucky they, if they you find a working. That. You'll be lucky if there is a movie theater in that entire country. Yeah, and I, um, the Hodgies aren't there to sell me a bootleg DVD. So, um, is it no, that, that, gonna, that part of the country there where what's, you're going? What's that? I, I I wasn't sure what it was like. I'll be very very eastern Ukraine. It's very close to the Russian border. Oh, okay. um, I, I was gonna say you you, you probably the the. Uh, the local bakery is probably the hangout in in town. Um, yeah, was, we were, we were um, kind of wondering that because if there's going to be like a probably not like a modern supermarket, but maybe like a you know a traditional like farmers market type of thing for food um, and stuff. It would be hilarious if they had like the uh, like the Soviet equivalent of Seven Eleven or something. Though I don't um, know. We'll see because uh, I have uh, to I have to provide my own food while I'm there. So. Um, well, I highly recommend, um, a lot of Vienna sausages then. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, because <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but, all right, folks. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Um, we always appreciate it. Definitely. Um, we, uh, uh, yeah, we're, <clears throat> I'm, I'm eternally grateful for, uh, for each and every listener we've got. Uh, once we resume the show, uh, some of a couple of our longtime supporters are, are going to actually be guests on the show. Um, 
And so you can look forward to that. As Ozzy Osbourne says, good night. I, we love you all.